So it has to do with, and, and we can relate this question to other uh, professions as well, but it has to do with uh, a public school teacher. And this is what came in. Uh, the question is, as a, or the comment, as a Christian school teacher in a public school, there's the daily struggle of political issues and influence. While we are encouraged to stay in the field to make a difference and be a role model, I also feel that I need to take a stance for Christ. But as soon as I do that, I risk losing my job. While I know the Lord will provide if I lose my job, then my influence is not there anymore with these kids. And the question is, how do we walk in light daily and not feel hypocritical in this type of a position? What about, uh, who wants to answer that first? Okay, next question. Yep. Okay. Everybody knows the answer to that question. Please proceed, Tony. Do <laughs> you want to move forward or you want me to? Go, go for it. I, I'll chime in. Okay. First of all, uh, you know, Tony, we don't want to have an opinion on something like this. We want uh, the word's opinion, the scriptures. And, uh, you know, there's passages like Acts chapter 4, where uh, Peter was commanded to not speak in the name of Jesus anymore. And he gave his very famous reply that we obey God, not man. Uh, we also have, uh, you know, the Lord Jesus when they asked him about, you know, paying taxes to Rome. And, and he gave a very interesting answer. He said, render to Caesar what's Caesar's, but render unto God what's God's. Yeah. And I think you put those two together and that puts you in, well, it protects you in a real way, from uh, going forth like a bull in a china shop, um, which is not something we want to do. We want to walk in wisdom. We want to walk in light. Uh, we want to walk in love. Uh, we got to remember that, you know, the Apostle Paul made a statement. He said, I become all things to all people that I might win some. And so the real question is, when do I become all things to all people that I might win some without compromising my own walk? And, you know, in this instance, somebody is not um, being, they're not sinning by not saying anything. Uh, and they're not, um, you know, championing the cause of Christ by standing up on a pedestal and therefore then being fired and losing the opportunity to reach those other kids. So this this isn't to me, as I look at those principles from Scripture, necessarily a sin issue. I would not personally want to tell anybody, go do this. I don't think that's my job, Press's job, your job. Uh, this is an issue where they in good conscience have to go before the Holy Spirit with the truth of Father's word and say, all right, Lord, I'm in a quandary. Uh, what do I say and do in this instance and be led by the Holy Spirit? I'm not so sure that this issue would not correlate to what was going on in John chapter 8. Uh, you remember they brought the adulterous woman to Jesus, and they're saying, here's the law, and the law says stoner. 
What do you say? And, and I don't know if you've ever reflected on that, but that is the most devious scheme they ever came up with. Because if he says stoner, uh, he ceases to be the merciful Messiah. No. Uh, if he says let her go, he violates the law. They had it. And I, if you look, I think the key to that passage is the context. What a novel idea. Uh, context is always the number one rule of interpreting scripture. And if you go just some verses before that, Jesus makes this very interesting statement. As I hear, I speak. That's huge. Because then when you take that statement and put it into what's happening with the, the leadership of the Judaism there, he went down on his knees and started drawing in the sand. And I've read lots of commentaries of what these people think he was writing in the sand. You know, he was writing every one of the Pharisees' sins. Well, you know what? Like James says, we all stumble in many ways. I don't buy that for a minute. I think put it in its context. I think Jesus was buying time. And he's praying, Father, they've got me. If I say stoner, I'm not the merciful Messiah. If I say let her go, I violate the law. What do I do? As I hear, I speak. And I think the Father told him what to say. All right? Tell him whoever's without sin, cast the first stone. He stood up. He said it. They started dropping their rocks and walking away. And the interesting thing, he went back down and started drawing in the sand again. And I think what he was doing then was still praying and saying, Father, you fried him. You are so cool. Thank you. I really believe that's the approach that this teacher needs to take. Um, Jesus didn't stand up and violate the law and say, I'm going to do what I want to do. Uh, but neither did he um, condemn her. Uh, he listened to the Father's voice. And, you know, I, I would add one final thought to that and then turn it over to press. You know, in James 1, if you lack wisdom in a trial, ask. It'll be given to you. And I think that's what Jesus did in John 8 and I think that's what these individual teachers need to do when confronted with this circumstance. And I think the Holy Spirit might call some of them to stand up. They might get fired. They might have to hire an attorney. Christian community might support them, and they, this might become a test case for their district, and they go to court. By the same token, he may lead others to just quietly be there, sit under that horrible law, and shine their light and reach the kids and the fellow teachers that come and ask them, what do you think? Because once you're asked, you can tell them. Uh, but I think it's an individual deal. be a horrible idea to give your opinion and tell people what to do. They need to listen to the voice of the Spirit. Press? How about you, Preston? Frank, you said that well, just like I told you. <laughs> He took notes. Yes, he did. Um, you know, I don't know that I have a lot to add, uh, but I would add this. I think that um, this may be one of those times where you assemble some people around you who are trusted folks, wise people, people that walk with the Lord, you know, et cetera, and uh, 
invite them over and just to the house and say, I'm in a predicament. I need wise counsel. Would you pray with me? Would you give me input, et cetera? Would you help me think? And, uh, and just get some, some thoughts there. You know, another piece too here that, um, you know, I haven't kept up with this. My wife was a teacher for, for a lot of years, 30, 32 of them. And, um, but she's been out of that for a couple of years now. And a lot has happened in the last couple of years, but we don't know exactly what position this teacher holds. We don't know if she's a classroom teacher. We don't know if she's a guidance counselor, etc. Um, don't know if she's a secondary teacher, elementary school teacher. All of those are factors here, but there could well be a uh, law that is uh, at play here and so forth. Uh, you may have, you may have uh, recourse to go visit with your superior and uh, talk to that person and if they're a, a safe person to go visit with and uh, do that off the record and just say, you know, hey, talk to me, help me understand what we're doing here and so forth and kind of look before you leap, if, mm -hmm. uh, if you will. At the end of the day, and whether you're out on the front lines like, like this teacher is, or, uh, you know, therapists are in this place, a lot of medical people, doctors are out on the front lines with some of the laws that are being passed here uh, with regard to some of these issues and so forth. If uh, for all of us, sooner or later, what this is our society fractures and et cetera, what this boils down to for all of us is that we, uh, our words are not going to be heard. Uh, what is going to be heard is how we live our lives and conduct ourselves. By, by the way that we love, people will know that we belong to Jesus and walk with Him. So those are my two cents worth to add.